Sunday the 9th of May, St. Lawrence Church, Stone Street, St. Margaret's Church, Under River, Church Service Podcast. Welcome. I'm the vicar, the Reverend Serena Willoughby. collect for the sixth Sunday of Easter. Risen Christ, by the lakeside you renewed your call to your disciples. Help your church to obey your command and draw the nations to the fire of your love, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Gospel reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 15, beginning at verse 9. 
As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because servants do not know their master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. Today's Gospel reading is all about love, but preaching about love can be extremely challenging in an English context. For starters, the English language is overflowing with different understandings of the term. The following examples only scratch the surface of love's wide-ranging semantic domain. My dog loves those treats. We loved that new Netflix series. All you need is love. Make love, not war. Fall in love. I love that new shirt on you. Do you love me? I could go on. But if this short list makes anything clear, it's that the word that the English language just can't get enough of love. In English, the word love embraces a wide range of feelings and dispositions. To highlight only the extremes, love can be used on the one hand to describe something as trivial as a French fry, and on the other hand, something as profound as a parent's care and concern for their child. The Gospel text this week gives us an opportunity to reflect theologically and biblically on the topic of love, and to consider afresh how the world-shaping, life-transforming power of love might take root in our community. Not surprisingly, the Bible's ancient understandings of love are in significant tension with many modern concepts of the word. And given our world's profound need for love at this very moment, this text may also encourage us to pray for the kind of love that God alone can provide. For John, love is both a gift and a command. As my father has loved me, so I have loved you, abide in my love says Jesus, as recorded in our Gospel. The love that Jesus displays for the world is a love whose origin is in God, the Heavenly Father. It's a heavenly love, but not a love that remains in heaven. It insists on dwelling among us. The Father's love overflows through Jesus, and Jesus' love overflows through us. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Love is often associated with things that are soft, safe and warm. The kind of love Jesus commands is dangerous, fierce and costly. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life 
for one's friends. Love in John 15 is not chiefly exemplified by abstractions or feelings. Its clearest expression is in the death of one for another. Wow, well, what might that mean for us? Maybe it's putting to death something that stops us from loving one another. Love is also something that we can abide in. This is done through following and being obedient to Jesus' commandments. Again, Jesus' obedient relationship to the Father is the way we define how we are in our relationship to Jesus. We are to respond to Jesus in the same way that Jesus responds to the Father. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. In so many ways, John 15's interpretation of love is disturbing. It involves death, obedience and sacrifice. It may seem remarkable then that when Jesus says these words, Jesus says these things in full expectation that his words will engender joy. He says, I said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Abiding in Jesus' love means abiding in joy. A friend quite out of the blue asked me this week if I love God. She's someone I pray with every few weeks and we share everything as we pray for our families, church, our lives. Do you love God? She said to me. And it struck me quite hard. I thank God a lot. Also, when, also I remember when I remember to as well. <laughs> Is that the same as just loving God? Is it by service, by being obedient, that I show that I love God or show God that I love him? And for some reason, I find the word obedience really tricky. But is it in the forgiving, the loving of others when it feels tough, tough enough to do, the getting up and getting on with what we are called to do, that we abide in God, that we show God that we love him? Theology and God's voice come from unexpected places sometimes, doesn't it? Look at Balaam in uh, the Old Testament with his donkey talking to him. We were watching The Mayor of Easttown on Sky. It's a bit of a bleak drama starring Kate Winslet. It's really good, though. Her character in the programme has a cousin who's a vicar. Is a cousin. Is, is a vicar. <laughs> is her cousin. And when they're discussing a particular issue one evening, he says to her that something that Thomas Merton said, our view of God often says more about ourselves than of God. Well, maybe you need this remind, we need this passage today to remind us really of how God does see us. Jesus tells us in this passage, I love you with the same love that the Father loves me, Jesus says. You have what I have. I give to you the joy that my Father and I share. You are part of us. You are my joy, my life, and my purpose. I have told you everything. Nothing is held back or kept secret. You are my friends, my peers, my equals. I chose you. I picked you. I wanted you. I appointed, ordained, commissioned, and sent you to bear fruit to love one another. 
I trust and believe you can do this, says Jesus to us in this passage today. So the words of John 15 invite us to look at love again, divine love, and reconsider how that love, that divine love, is operating in our communities. What does it look like to receive love as both a gift and a command? What are the implications of Jesus' claim that love is seen supremely in self-sacrifice? And how do our modern understandings of love support, distort, or deepen the Christian call to love as Jesus loves? Prayers written by Charles Honeywell. O Lord, in our prayers for our country, remember men and women who influence lives in our society, fashion and politics. Frame and administer our laws, mould public opinions through the press, radio, TV and social media. Those who write what we read. All of us recognise our responsibility to you and to the nation. We pray that people may influence what is good, not evil, true, not false. To the glory of your name. Amen. Lift all who are ill to you in body, mind or spirit. And we pray for all known to us. We have a moment's quiet as we call to mind those on our hearts healing power of Jesus Christ, fall afresh on them, touch them, stir them, unfold them, love them. Healing power of Jesus Christ, fall afresh on them. In Jesus' name, Amen. We pray for Christians in the world, persecuted across the world for people in dark rooms, cells, lofts, hiding in fear. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And we pray for our church. Bless our church and forthcoming APCMs. We pray for both churches. We give thanks for our concerts. We give thanks for the work of the food bank for new services happening, and for our wider community touched through our COVID initiatives. Guide us in wise decision-making. We thank you, Lord, for our family and friends and time spent together. Jesus forms strong bonds with his family and friends. Help us to express your joy in each of us, so we realise that what brings most joy to you brings happiness and contentment to us. As John said, we ask for your deep joy to be felt by each of us today and those we love. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So now we end with the blessing 
May God bless you this week ahead in all that you do. May we also remember that it is Christian Aid Week and in our giving of ourselves, remember that and their work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.